Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack-A-Chat, the NBA's first podcast featuring music from the band Kid Runner. We have new music now. It's so what much fun. This? It's so great. This is our Kobe episode. That's right, episode 24. I'm Chuck P. With me, as always, is everyone's favorite logins jam. It's Dan Gerzone. I'm sorry, that was horrible. Dan, what are we here to what are we gonna do today? Oh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the savior of our soundboard, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up. We're so happy to have this new fun, upbeat music. Season two. I know, right? I'm uh, the bag. The music here is from Kid Runner. They're a band here from Columbus, and they are awesome. They have a new EP called Body Language. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's got all of that stuff going on. Please go check them out. They're amazing. I love them. I just wanted. How much money do they cost? Because we got money now, right? Like, because we're just like a big time. We've got because we got ads. We have ads on YouTube. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not going to disclose the fiscal agreement no, that we have, but uh, there might not be any. Um, yeah, I don't think it's very high. No, but they, they're, they're very gracious to let us use their music, and their music is so fun. Please yeah. go check it out. You're going to love it. Dan, you had a big day yesterday. Big day. Yes. I you hit the big, big 3-0. Oh my gosh, guys. You're super old. old. I, had to, I had to dye my beard and hair to be <laughs> on the show now because oh, I woke man. up. I went to bed 29, you know, normal color. Mm -hmm. Woke up 30, gray, like everywhere. Gray. Like in the Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, like in, in the, the Santa like Claus. The Santa and Claus. I was like, shoot, we do the podcast on the video now. So went right. out, got some <laughs> Just for Men, combed it in. Mm -hmm. Combed it in, <laughs> combed it in, wow. and now we're here. So yes, thirty years old. Can you believe that, you guys? I can't at all, but no. I'm I'm glad that we made it here together. Uh, Me I mean, too. We're doing season two. This is crazy. To honor the beginning of season two, I want to go back to our roots, Dan. Um, yes. As many of you may know, if you've been listening to our show, if you're a first timer, Dan and I met when we were uh, leading a ministry team together uh, uh, in 2012 and 2013. There was one night, it was in December of 2012, uh, Dan was talking with another leader that we had about uh, a, a club basketball team. And uh, he wanted to talk, he wanted to really like actually draw out some plays right. and show him what he was talking about. And so I had a notebook. Dan didn't have any paper. And so Dan leans over to me and goes, Charlie, give me, give me a piece of paper. And I was like, all right, literally in the middle of this meeting, like not even like before it's happening or in a lull. No, just in the middle. He's like, I don't care what's happening. I need to no. write down uh, basketball pictures. I have the basketball pictures that you drew on my notebook paper. Uh, yes. There's uh, some double screens, some uh, rotation plays. And uh, you wrote a nice little note here, and it said, To Charlie, here's great <laughs> basketball drawing for you. Love, Dan. And you signed it, and then you also put in parentheses, Dan, so I knew so you knew it, was it was you. So I, I kept this for f four years now. I can't believe it. I know. It's been so long. Uh, just to show how far we've come, you know, it, you, were, you were just a young 26-year-old. Now you're young and spry, <laughs> ready to take spry. the world by the horns. And now, now, now we're here. Now we're here. Our beard. Well, uh, we're, we're just excited to be back here for season two. Uh, we're so excited to have YouTube going on and all, all these new drops. And 
all these new fun things. Bear with us because we're still learning everything that's going on, but we're going to have a lot of fun while we do it. We're going to laugh at it. We're going we're gonna to make jokes about how bad we are at this already. Uh, so please, but by all means, you can make those jokes too. We don't care. Um, but, you know, we, we talked a lot about not basketball. Yes. Do you want to talk about basketball? Let's talk about some hoops. Let's do it. And here we go. If this is a new, if this is the new time for, gosh, wow, I don't even know how to talk. If this show is new to you, if you haven't seen any of our past shows, especially last year, we like to start out by talking about some of the great things that happened in the week, especially some great performances. I wanted to start with DeMar DeRozan. He's, uh, first off, the, not even the top guard on his team, some might say, but well, man, yeah. he put on a performance. Uh, he put up 40 points, five assists, five rebounds in a win. Uh, it was about a week ago. And about a week ago, week ago, sorry, D Dover looked at me immediately. He's like, oh, he you knew. have to do the he thing. He knew now. it was going to happen. DeMar DeRozan's awesome. Um, I, he's no longer DeMar DeFrozen. Um, no. He got paid and he's still playing. <clears throat> That's what we like to see. We like to see people who get their contracts and they keep it going. 40 points. He's a guy who can get to the line. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but last year and in years prior, he wasn't good at dribbling the ball, you know, like moving and having the basketball. It's a tough thing to he do. He is better at that now. He sure is. He's a lot he's better. He's definitely put in the work this summer. Like, you, like we see a lot of times with some of these guys, they you know, like get the big money, they don't make the next step, or they kind of just, you know, relax a little bit over that summertime. Mm -hmm. And he has not. He has come out and really put a foot down to start the season as a, hey, the Raptors are here to stay. I got paid, and I'm here to – let everyone know that I'm one of the top guards in the league. Off to Love a good it. start. Speaking of top guards in the league at this point, CJ McCollum, a guy that's one of my favorite guys, a guy that was my uh, most improved player last year before mm -hmm. we even started the season. Yep. Um, on my birthday yesterday, yep. uh, poured it in for him with a 33-point performance, went seven for eight from the foul line, four from six from three, seven to six, six boards, and a win over your Phoenix Suns. CJ McCollum is continuing that upward rise yep. um, in his career. Mm -hmm. He and Dame in the backcourt together are continuing to just learn how to play with each other, learn how to play off each other, and the, uh, the Trailblazers have got things going to start the season. And uh, the important part is he really separated himself from Ray McCollum uh, yes. in the same draft. There was Ray McCollum and CJ McCollum, and I was like, I don't know, one went to the Kings, one went to the Trailblazers. I don't really remember. And last year, he's like, all right, I'm CJ McCollum. I'm really good. And Ray McCollum's like, I don't have a team right now. So he's really separated himself from the other McCollum, which is great for me because I get confused very easily. Uh, yes. I love seeing him. I love seeing him do that specifically because I have him on our fantasy basketball team. That's right. We have one with uh, the GameHouse guys. Uh, we're working with thegamehouse.com. They're awesome guys, H-A-U-S. Uh, and uh, all of their writers and editors for the basketball side are all in this league together. And I'm not kidding you. We are demolishing them. Just running the show. Just, just ripping them a new one. Especially since they were dumb enough to give me both Trailblazer guards and Giannis. Big mistake. Game over. Game over. I, I'm seriously now. I'm just talking trash to the, you guys. Need to pick it up because y'all suck. Y'all are doing real bad. Step your game up. Anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. Anthony Davis is a guy who can fill every single, every single line of the box score. He's incredible. I, I honestly almost don't believe it sometimes. 
No. Anthony Davis, a week ago, on the first, Anthony Davis, 35 points, 15 boards. Oh, and two assists, and three blocks, and three steals. He was 17 of 18 from the line. You know, oftentimes, big guys are criticized for not getting it done from the line. 17 of 18. Steph Curry's had a lot worse nights than that. Holy yeah. cow. He's That's amazing. A guy. That, you know, he's, it, he's got the ability to step away and shoot it. He has the ability to hit the three. He has the ability to go off the dribble. It's just unfortunate that there is just no talent around him on that roster. Um, he had a 50-point night the first night right. of the, the season. Mm-hmm. He's just pouring it in. And they it's lost such, both of those games. And they lost both of those games. There's no help around him. Got to get a couple guys healthy. Got to get a couple guys back in that lineup. But still, tough to watch Anthony Davis. Just had really no help around him. But a great night for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to continue to pour in huge nights. And he will probably be a fixture on our top five run. Oh, absolutely. Get things up and running to start. Um, just wait till Buddy speaking, gets there. Just right, wait till yeah. Buddy gets rolling. Yes, He'll be good. I know. And guys that will probably also be featured on this rundown all the time, James Harden. Mm-hmm. He has been off to a monster start in yeah. this Mike D'Antoni offense in Houston, playing that lead guard role, kind of that point guard role. Um, last week against the, the Cavs in a loss, did not go down without a fight with nope. a 46-point performance, 5 from 3, 15 assists, and 7 rebounds. He That's the amazing has been thing is, a monster to start this season. He's putting the ball in the bucket, and he's getting other guys involved in as well. Like right. having forty six points is amazing. Having fifteen assists to go along with that is incredible. Like I don't understand how he this this Which new is offense a, is amazing. It's a testament to not only his talent, but. Mike D'Antoni's system. Yeah. Now, if you see a lot of these box scores, the scores are well over the 100-point mark, right. and they just do not care about playing defense. It's more, mm-hmm. how can we get the ball back and keep going and get in a pick and roll and get Clint Capella knocking somebody down and going straight to the rim for a lob? You know, How right. can we get Eric Gordon on the wing attacking? But James Harden has just been a true facilitator in that role. Mm-hmm. He looks like a happier guy playing in Houston to start this year. Um I think it's going to be a really good fit with he and D'Antoni together. I think, you know, the things we saw that D'Antoni did with Steve Nash, I think we're going to see similar type things with Harden, mm-hmm. but he's just that much better of an offensive player. So I think these numbers this season, I think it, we're going to have a couple of these 45 to 50 point games with 15 to 20 assists in the in a loss though. Right. So that's the big in thing. It's can they can they translate those big nights from Harden into wins, but Harden off to a very good start to start right. this NBA season. It's uh, it's great to see him going. It's really great to see Steph Curry getting going again. You know, he hadn't had a 30-point game until the seventh Monday night. 46 points, and he was 13 of 17 from three. 13 of 17 from three. Yeah. That is an NBA record, and he only missed four times. He only took 17 threes. That's mean, not even that's an incredible effort. That's not even the most uh, threes he's attempted in a game. Now, he was tied for the record of most threes in a game, but he needed with? overtime to do it. Because he tied with Kobe Bryant, and I don't remember because Danielle Marshall. Danielle Marshall, yes. And himself, and himself, and he, himself. He had also hit twelve. Right, he had also hit twelve, but it took him overtime to do it. This time, he did it in in seventeen shots. Dan, realistically, do you think that Steph Curry could hit twenty three pointers in a game? 
I think as this team starts to really figure themselves out and understand different roles, there'll be those nights where it's just like, hey, we're up 20. Let's just see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a night where it's just like, hey, let's, let's see if we can get Steph 20. Let's see if we can make, right. get him 20 makes. See if we can get him to go 20 for 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that happening. I could definitely see him hitting a 20 point mark, which would be, or 23 mark, which would be insane. But mm-hmm. it just makes sense that he is now the sole owner of the three pointers made in the game which, record. I mean, he has every other record he except has every for other record. the career. So it, it makes sense that he has finally taken this one right. and taken it over and making it his now. So I, I think 20 is a little crazy, but I think it's a possibility. I, I don't want to put anything out of the realm of possibility for these guys. Man, I, I think I think we're going to see like a 16 or 17 later on in the year. And then maybe not this year, but I think he'll – there will be a game where he attempts 30. There will be a game where he attempts 33 pointers. And 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 who knows how many will, will sink in for him, especially it's Steph Curry. It's amazing. Let's do this. Let's put five guys on it. All right. I already owe you. Okay, that's true. So let's put five guys on it. I'm saying he's going to hit the 23 mark this season, which is crazy. But I'm going to say he's going to. 25, taking, 25 in a game. 20, 20 makes from three. 20 makes in a game. You think it'll happen this year? I'm taking it. This season. We're doing it this season. I'm okay. taking it, putting it down. You're taking the under. I'm taking the under. I don't think he Put, hits it this year. Putting five guys on. We're going double or nothing on the five guys here. This is sure great. Are. I like it. Yeah, I, he did that in a win over New Orleans, not to beat that New Orleans drum down any further, but, man, he was great. Uh, those are some of the top performers that we have. Uh, we always like to talk about those big performances and see how crazy and how amazing some NBA players can get. Uh, I think those are really all the, the big ones that yeah, happen. No, no one else has really done anything so um, far. I think so. I mean, I th- wait, well, hold on. Wait, we have something, we have something else. There's one other guy. There is one other guy. Just been playing super angry and yeah, angry at right. everybody on the planet. Um, Russell Westbrook. Dude, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. Him. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. He's incredible. Did you know he's that? Absolutely incredible. He's a machine. There's nobody on the planet like him. I mean, the first week of the season, he's already in mid-season mode. You know, against the Phoenix Suns on 10:28, he goes for 51 points, 13 assists, 10 boards, and an overtime win. Now it took. 44, 44 shots. shots. <laughs> but Those are real Kobe line. Those are real Kobe line. Let him shoot as many times as he wants to because there's really nobody else there that can take that kind of burden and put the ball in the basket that many times. It's a 50-point triple-double. That's insane. It like, is absolutely blown away. crazy what he is doing. I don't know that he can keep up this pace for the right. entire season. True. Uh, it makes me a little nervous, but the Thunder are off to a great start. We'll talk, to, talk about them a little later. Uh, mm-hmm. But Russell Westbrook, my gosh, he is just an absolute monster playing with a giant chip on his shoulder. Oh, and that guy with a chip on his shoulder is one of those dangerous things in the NBA. And I am so excited to see if it continues throughout the rest of the year. We always love to talk about the huge performances and some of the incredible things that can happen on a basketball court. We also want to make sure that the younger guys can get into this club, the, the club of being mentioned on Hack a Chat. So we're, we're going to put a special uh, a segment together each week where we check in with those guys. Now, to get into the club, we got to check your ID. That's right. I, can I see your ID? Some of these guys um, that we're going to check in with, they might not be able to get into some of these clubs. Let me tell you, they are they're a little young. But we're going to talk about guys who are in their first, second, maybe even third years of the NBA and, and just see what they're doing. 
And I want to go to the other side of, of the ball with, with Russ against uh, the, the Suns. I want to talk about a guy from the Suns. Everybody knows I love Devin Booker. A guy who cannot get into the club unless he has an ID because he looks like he's 14 years old. Oh, I got news. He's not 21. He he With the ID, he ain't getting nowhere. He's still not getting nowhere. He in. ain't getting nowhere. But he can freaking play ball. Uh, over his In his last three games, he has averaged over 30 points, averaged 40% from three on at least seven attempts. Devin Booker's really good. He's really Devin Booker really good. is really talented. Yeah. He can he's quick. He can get his shot off quickly. He's one of, the one of those guys. Releases in the NBA too. Like yes. not even a question. Exactly. It, it, it it's it, it's a release that doesn't change no matter where he is on the floor. Um, people started watching Steph Curry do this, where uh, he's he he's shooting the ball from the logos from uh, you know uh, four steps in from half court, but. His his mechanics don't change. All of his power comes from those triceps, and 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 Lillard's starting to do it, and Booker is 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 following in step as well. He is just letting it fly, and he is also just aggressive as heck, getting to the getting to the rim. I mean, he's had nine, ten, and five free throw attempts in the last. He's made them all in the last three games, and this guy can flat out play. And apparently, he's got a mouth like KG. He's got an attitude like Kobe, which we need more of in the NBA. There's so many of these players that go out and they're good and they come off the court and all right, cool. I'm glad we did this. Glad we have this uh had a fun time here. Uh and this guy is shoulders like that too. This guy is yipping and yapping and I love it. I love it. He's so much fun to watch. The rest yeah. of the Phoenix Suns, not as much. But Devin Booker, you got to check him out. He's so fun. Dan, who yes. are you looking at? What are, what are some of these young guys you're checking out this year? Well, I think the guy that has been at the head of all of these young guys with the most anticipation of any of them was Joel Embiid. Absolutely. And boy, has he not disappointed because my, oh my, if this man stays healthy, he is the future of the NBA. He's a, now, he's a keem. He's a keem. But he's, he's Tim Duncan. But he's three he's, inches taller. He's Ralph Simpson. Wait, he's not Ralph Simpson. That was horrible. Never mind. But he's amazing. He's he's on a men's restriction right now, so he's only playing twenty one point four minutes a game. So he's still mm -hmm. playing a very small amount, which I'm okay with. I just want this guy to stay healthy because I cannot take my eyes off him when he's on the floor. Very true. He's shooting forty eight percent from the field. He's shooting sixty six point six sixty point seven percent from three. He's six of nine from three. He's a seven footer who has no idea what he's doing yet. Marcus Saul can't time, even do that. It's amazing. I know, all this time that he spent rehabbing all this time that he spent getting himself back into an NBA body and NBA shape. He spent a lot of time catch and shoot from all over the floor. And you can see it when they, when they come down in their secondary break, they're in a four round one setting. A lot of times he's in kind of that power forward spot that you see a lot of these bigs catch it. They, you know, reverse it to the court real quick, but instead he's putting it in his hands and he is going to work. But some of the right. lines, I mean, he's just, I, we talked about a little bit, um, you know, Averaging 17.8 or 17.6 points per game, 2.6 blocks, 6.8 boards. I'd like to see the boards go up a little bit, but I mean, that's just going to come with more minutes played. But man, Joel Embiid is everything we'd hoped he would be and going to continue to grow and continue to just learn how to play the game because he has no idea what he's doing yet. And it's going to be really incredible.
I'm yeah. so pumped to continue to watch Joel Embiid. I, I know how good he's been playing because uh, he's on our fantasy team. That's oh, right. Snap. Yeah, I know. Joel Embiid. I don't, I don't care that he's playing 20 minutes a game. He's going to, getting almost that many points per game, too. It, it's incredible. Uh, the 76ers are something that people have talked about for a while. You know, we're, we're going to do a new segment here. We're, we're, we've talked about Joel Embiid, but I want to keep talking about the 76ers. That's right. Season two, we've got some new segments for you. This one's called Keep Talking. We're going to keep talking about something we've already talked about beforehand. We talked about Joel Embiid. We talked about how well he is or how good he is. We want to talk about the 76ers a little bit more in depth. By the way, that song that was Keep Talking by, you guessed it, Kid Runner. Same guys that did the music at the front. Same guys are doing the music at the bottom. Here we go. We're going to keep talking about the 76ers. I want to talk about how amazing it is that Joel Embiid is making Jaleel Okafor just irrelevant on this team. Um, Jaleel Okafor was one of the highest scoring players or rookies last year. He, he, he seemed great. Now he had a lot of, a lot of de- defensive deficiencies, but you know, he's a rookie. He, he, he's got to learn some of these things. Joel Embiid has made him expendable and it's not often that that happens that a rookie who gets 18 points a game is now expendable on a roster. What happened? What, what is going on? The process is so confusing. I don't, I don't know what to do. First off, I feel terrible for Sam Hankey because this is, this is all Sam Hankey wanted was yes. this team the way it was. Now, they haven't won a game yet, but a lot of that is due to the fact that Jared Bayless, who they're paying big money, hasn't seen the court yet. Simmons hasn't seen the court yet. Noel has been injured. Hollis Thompson is out. Like they, they still have that injury bug that keeps going around. I think they might need to do something about their training staff or I don't know, maybe there's some something. voodoo going there. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but it's amazing that a player that was, you know, so raw when he first started is, is expendable on this team. Well, the thing, I don't want to say completely expendable. I don't want to go there because the talk has been ever since he's been in the league, how are they going to trade him to get more assets right. once the Colangelos took this thing over? Um, but the thing that keeps him kind of in the loop with this team, like we talked about night one, you know, we'll talk about this in a second, but Joel Embiid can spread the floor and mm-hmm. can step away and shoot the three right. and can really defend on a switch on a pick and pop or a pick and screen or, or sorry, a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Okafor can kind of be still used when Joel Embiid is on the floor because he is a pretty old school back to the basket, catch it, put it on the floor a couple times, get to the rim, get a basket. Now game one, where he came out and had like and he was eight points in the first quarter or the first two quarters where he was just going to work on mm-hmm. the offensive block. I wouldn't say he's expendable. I think these two are going to be the two that are going to grow together. Now, there's always chatter about how are they going to trade him, how are they going to move him, how are they going to go forward with him. But I right. think the fact that Joel Embiid can really shoot the three mm-hmm. can keep them both on the floor at the same time. And you think they're going to go two bigs on the floor at the same time? You, I well, mean, I, well, the I NBA is going one direction, and you think they're going to swerve. Well, I still think you have to be big. I think we're seeing right. this with the Warriors a little bit to start the year. Some of the struggles they've had is they just don't have anybody that can defend the paint. Very true. Uh, Okafor's offensive talent is still that that you don't want to just take him out of the gym. Right. He's still a great offensive talent. Mm-hmm. The thing that he's struggled with is on the defensive end, but now you have a guy like Embiid 
who's going to continue to grow and play more minutes, who can kind of cover up for his lack of defensive intensity and defensive ability with Okafor on the other end. So I think it's a guy, and again, I think those two guys, I think if I am taking control of the 76ers, I want to grow the team with those two guys together. Um, But what I want to rear back to when we talk 76ers is night one of the NBA Mm -hmm. with the Oklahoma City Thunder in town, that crowd was so excited to they be were in electric. the gym. They were electric. It was I, like a playoff atmosphere night one because they were just like, we have real NBA players now. Now I think we'll start to see some of that decline uh-huh. um, as they have, again, not put any wins together to start the year. But you right. have some really solid young talent to finally get on the floor and build around. You have Dario Saric finally playing. Mm-hmm. And man, physically, he looks the part. Right. He really physically looks like he is going to be a solid NBA contributor. You get Ben Simmons in the mix to distribute the ball to all of these guys and get them in spots where they feel comfortable making plays. Mm-hmm. They are dangerous. And now, again, it's not there yet. It is right. the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, for me, it is a night-in, night-out watch. I will say this. It is a tough watch when Embiid goes off the floor. That is true. There's about 20 really minutes tough. a game, 25 minutes a game, right. that it's like, uh, Because, okay. I mean, what, the, 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 the point of keep talking is talking about how good this young player is right. and the hope that he just stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think this – go ahead. Go. I was going to say, I, I walked down into the basement uh, when, when that game was going on, Thunder uh, and Sixers, uh, walked into Dover's house, walked into his basement, and him and his dad were watching this game – going nuts now there was just a fan that decided to go double birds on russell westbrook but who who, by the way is a crazy person that guy was just horrible um i just loved russ's reaction because it was like he's like looking at the refs like you see what happened right there right like he can't he can't can't do do that can he but i mean we're going nuts and we're watching this game that's actually competitive and we're like i can't believe that this is a 76ers game like right they've been they've been a joke a joke literally for so long and now you know you first off you have Embiid who has embraced his part in Philadelphia he's claimed the nickname the process I love that that he is the process and trust the process means trust Joel Embiid amazing Well, and I love thing, that fans are starting to look at some of those shimmering silver linings that have started to you know, show, its, show itself now that we've moved further into this process. Absolutely. And I think the thing that's probably the, that sticks out the most is, uh, and I listened to Brian Windhurst and Zach Lowe talk about this mm-hmm. on the ESPN Lowe Post podcast, um, how Embiid has kind of embraced, like, I'm the guy. Right. I run the show here. Everyone fall in line. And I think now that the 76ers have their best player in the franchise on the floor and taking that posture, mm-hmm. I think it's really going to bode well for the franchise as these young guys grow, learn, mold together. I'm just excited to watch it. Uh, and I think night one of the NBA really showed the, oh, okay, this can be a really cool basketball atmosphere mm-hmm. when – when the fans are excited, when they have young, talented guys, and when this place is up and running again, because basketball is huge in Philadelphia. I think that the process has taken this team down, 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 and then they hit rock bottom. 
Yes. And this is them starting to creep back up. Now, they haven't won a game yet. Right. It's going to get out of ourselves. We're getting there. But I still think that they're on a way back up. And that's a good sign. That's a great sign for this franchise. We'll see what they'll do with all the assets that they have. But we're excited about Philadelphia basketball for the first time in a long time. You know, we are guys who are the NBA. We can get excited about anything, about anything. And even that has us tuning out of 76ers games. And finally, we have something that's exciting, entertaining to watch. I'm, it's, it's incredible. We love it. Another thing that we love is a segment that we've done all of last year. We had to bring it back. We love it so much. It's called There It Is, There It Ain't. And we there get, it is. yeah, we get those. There it is. That means we've nailed something. There it ain't. That means that we haven't. We're going to talk about our preseason expectations for teams or players. And we're going to tell you what we, we thought was going to happen. We're going to tell you whether those expectations were good or bad, whether it was there it ain't or there it is. There it is. Yes. There it is. Uh, Lawrence Fisher, by the way. Guess you guys. Thank you. So, for Bobby Fisher. He's looking for a chess guy. He, I don't understand why chess guys are so good at hiding, but um, I hope he found him. I didn't see the movie. I don't, I don't know if he finds him or not. Chess is a very intellectual game, Charlie. Neither of us understand. <laughs> uh, but a game that we do love is basketball. We understand that one very much, but we don't always get it right. Uh, like no, we don't. for the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets right now are, are, are doing a lot better than we anticipated. They're 5-1. and one. And we both had them missing the playoffs. Sure did. We both had them out of the playoffs. And I thought it was going to be a large part due to their lack of bigs, back of, lack of uh, production for them. I'm going to have Gyro put up some of these stats. These are the per-game stats. This is all thanks to Basketball Reference. A lot of the stats that we have come from Basketball Reference or NBA.com, Wait, uh, the stat stuff. Up, what do you mean put up the stats? Oh, no. Uh, can we see it now, Mr. Dover? Is, is, it, is it visible? Do, oh, we, do we have it up? They are up, yes. Oh, man, look at that. Wow. So we can look at all the statistics Season here. Season two. I know, man. Whoa. We've got the bells and the whistles. And the whistles. One of the problems I thought that they were going to have was not enough front court production. And here's the thing. They haven't had one standout guy in the front court. But they have had like six guys look a lot better, look a lot more efficient than normal. Like Roy Hibbert, I, I talked about this in the preview where he's gone downhill. And one of the things that he was known for it, when he was playing with the Pacers, even in his heyday, he didn't have a great field goal percentage. Like he, he was not an efficient player. He's still, he's shooting at 60% right now. 60% Roy Hibbert. Which is, which is where it should be for a guy that plays right. better. It's, yeah. it's where it should be. All of these guys, I mean, minus Marvin Williams, who likes to step out and stretch the floor a little bit more. He's, he's underneath 50%. But you have Frank Kamitsky. Uh, he, he's shooting uh, his, oh, let me see. I, I, I have got this whole list in front of me. And now it's making me confused because I have all these statistics. Um, he, he's shooting his two point pace, uh, percentage is 62%. Cody Zeller's shooting at 61 and a half. Like you have guys who are shooting really well. They're shooting efficiently from the front court and and they're getting plays made by Nick Batum, by Kemba Walker. That's what's causing this. Now the defensive end isn't looking great. They do have MKG. Uh, he is doing what he can. Uh, he's still coming off the injury. He's still, he's still shaking off some rust, but they're looking a lot better than we anticipated. 
Like yeah. a lot better than we thought. We thought well, a lot of these guys yeah. would get paid and they'd be done, but they're playing and we love that. We really do. And I, I think, yeah, that was one going to, that was my biggest concern with this team is Nick Batum getting paid, Marvin's, Marvin Williams getting paid, losing big out Jefferson, and then Kemba Walker realizing, wait, I'm the best player in the franchise and right. I'm like our fourth highest paid player. What is that all about? Mm-hmm. Um, and those divisions haven't taken place. Um, now, the defensive end is something that I think will come around for them because right. they have historically been a great defensive team under Clifford. Um, I think that's something that's definitely going to turn itself back around. Mm-hmm. But definitely on my end, there it ain't. I did not think this Charlotte yep. team was going to be a cohesive unit. Um, and we were wrong about that. And I think this is uh, a team that's going to be possibly hosting a uh, first round or being a top four seed in the East and um, hosting um, home games in the playoffs. Yeah, this might be a little bit of a overreaction. It's early, but hey, I mean, they're they're playing well. If they keep up this pace, they're going to be doing that. They've only got one loss on the year, just like another team in the West only has one loss. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Dan, you had some high hopes for the Thunder coming into this season. And they have completely exceeded those hopes. So I'm going to say Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, there it is. There it is. Yeah, there we go. So we're rolling. Um, our, we're rolling. We're getting in there. I, I, I think we underestimated how angry Russell Westbrook is going to be and how that is going to disseminate down into the entire team. Mm-hmm. I think Victor Oladipo is like the perfect running mate for him because he is just – I wouldn't say just as athletic, but he's in the same wheelhouse of athleticism. And it seems as if Billy Donovan has just said, all right, guys, just go ahead and run. You're so athletic and so gifted. I want to stay out of the way. Let's do some pick and roll. Let's just attack. Let's let you guys do your thing. And they're off to a 6-1 and one start. Now, mm-hmm. I had had them as the 8 seed. You had them missing the playoffs. I, I don't know if they're the going to continue this. Um, but defensively, it's been where they've been. They're, they're, they're allowing 97.9 points per game, which is seventh in the league. So defensively they are there. And they're third in the league in rebounding at forty eight point or forty eight point zero rebounds per game. A lot has to do with Steven Adams. He's really becoming one of the top defensive centers in the NBA. You have two absolute freaks playing out in the backcourt. And then you have Inez Cantor who's really shown that at times he can take the offensive burden, offensive load off of Russell Westbrook. Now the big thing is going to be against some of the top teams in the West. They've had a pretty soft schedule so far to start the year. Can they keep this pace up against some of the top-tier teams as they go throughout the year? We right. saw it happen already with the Warriors. Kind of got their lunch eaten a little bit, uh, a little bit. <laughs> when they played against them. Uh, Russell only put up 20, and they got worked. Well, that so, was the Durant night, you know? Yes, that and was he, was, he was definitely going to assert himself in that game as a, hey – I made the right choice. Russ and I are kind of going a little head-to-head here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assert myself. Um, but I think we were – I think we're going to be about spot on. I think they are going to sneak themselves into the playoffs, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to continue this pace. But off to a 6-1 and one start, really impressed with Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, they're nailing it. And just like somebody else who uh, nailed a call, uh, I got, I'm going to toot my own horn on this one. Kawhi Leonard is – looking like the MVP. Uh, Charlie saying Kawhi Leonard MVP, there it is, man. There it is. There it is. Ah, nailed it. I felt so good, too. See, look, the Spurs are, they're five and two. 
they've got a lot of transition that they're doing. They have Pau Gasol they're bringing in. They've got some of the, their other pieces that they're now filling into, pe- to, into place. Kyle Anderson, J- Jonathan Simmons, we saw what he can do. Man, yeah. holy cow, he's good. Um, they are still playing like the Spurs, which is great. Right. Uh, we heard a little bit of rumbling with infighting with LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm thinking that with, uh, with Kawhi Leonard playing the way he is, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. He, so real quick, though, real quick. I had an overreaction first week of the season. Nope. Night one, Spurs Warriors. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, Kawhi Leonard played a lot better than I thought he would on both both sides of the floor. I, I talked a little bit about maybe his defensive side would come back, his offensive side would go up. Let's throw up some of the game logs. We have those ready. Basketball yeah. reference game logs up here. We can look at that. He had 35 in that first game. He killed he that game against the Warriors. Five rebounds, three assists, five steals. I mean, he was just pickpocketing people. Now, it wasn't super efficient. It wasn't incredible. But now he's like, I don't know if you saw this story from, uh, from, ES, from True Hoops about like he's training with strobe lights. Like apparently Michael Jordan and, 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 now, and then Steph Curry and now Kawhi Leonard are training with strobe lights to help their, their shooting percentage go up. Because apparently, when big, especially when big players go up, there's a strobe that goes out uh, on the court so when people, people can take pictures and yeah. that way there doesn't have to be flash cameras. There's a strobe that flashes down. But apparently like that messes with your mind so you know like when to shoot the ball. And yep. he's working with those things. And it, like literally like this is like science fiction stuff. Like he's wearing like strobe goggles that he takes with him on the road. It's amazing. And he's had, he had one pooper. It was the last one against the Clippers where, the, where they did lose. But his defensive rating is, is under 90 uh, on at least half of his games. It's like oh, it's gotten to over 140 on the offensive end. He's amazing. He's so good, and he's getting everyone involved. He's filling every line of the box score. I right, I mean, if the season ended right now, he's the MVP. But we're seven games in. We've yep. got a lot of work to do. Yep. We've got a lot of seeing how Pau Gasol gets, gets comfortable. We've got a lot of seeing how Jonathan Simmons and Kyle Anderson get comfortable. Uh, Jonathan Simmons, oh, by the way, that first night, speaking of that Warriors game, everyone was going nuts for him. Like, they had never nuts. heard of yeah. this person it was incredible, and I loved it. It was, it's so cool to see one of those guys step up, especially in such a big game like that. Uh, we'll see what happens with Tony Parker and Manu and, and Patty. They're, they're going in and out and flipping around. And Danny Green, for that matter, isn't even in starting lineups at this point. But the Spurs are looking great. Spurs yeah. are, are, I mean, they're the Spurs. I mean, what are you going to do? And, and me calling Kawhi MVP, there it is, man. Nailed is. that one. Nailed it. A team that is not looking great mm-hmm. to start the year. Um, they're at eight for me uh, on the Orlando Magic. Should've Orlando listened. Magic. Should've they're listened. at eight. Trying to be saucy, trying to be smart, trying to do something a little different than everybody else when taking a look at my playoff teams. Now, they are sitting at three and four, but Serge Ibaka has not looked great. Nope. Bismack Biombo has not looked great. Not at all. So, Chuck. Tell me about how poorly Bismack Biombo has played to start the season, because I feel like you're very excited to touch on this, because I'm, you were very right about this. I'm really happy about this. First off, I called this one. 
If anyone listened to anything, I got so excited about how Bismack Biombo was going to be an overrated, overpaid player. He's averaging 3.7 points per game. That's literally the second lowest in his career. The second lowest in his career. In in the six seasons he's played in the NBA. That is 3.7. That's minuscule. Also, his defensive rating is like 120 almost every night. That's why he's there. His, it's like 120. This is this is the lowest he's been in just about every statistical category. So I, these are the fears I don't know that what we to do. Like he's literally we, the yeah. least efficient he's ever been in his career on the offensive yeah. end, and his defense isn't isn't doing anything. I don't know what they're gonna do with Bismack Biombo, but they got 17 million dollars to pay for pay him the next three years, and then a player option after that. Good call, Orlando. Yeah, um, zigging where everyone else is zagging, maybe not the best move maybe in not. Orlando. Maybe uh, not. But on the bright side, Alfred Payton has been off to a very strong start to the season for True. them. Um, and they are sitting at three and four. And in the East, that they're hovering in that they could possibly make a move, make a jump, win a couple games in a row, you're back up. Again, we're only a week into the season, so let's not do overreaction first week. Mm-hmm. But things are not trending upward for the Magic. And I, I had them sitting at the eight spot. I'm going to hold to that just because we had that. I'm going to hold to it through the year because I had said, you know, preseason, that's what I'm picking. But I'm not feeling very comfortable with that pick. So Orlando Magic, there it ain't. If you could take any of your calls back from the preseason, would that be the first one? Uh, no, I think the first one would be not picking Joel Embiid as my rookie of the year because I completely uh, forgot that he is eligible because he hasn't played an NBA minute yet. So that's the, that's true. the first one I would take back. I yeah, I could see that, but I mean yeah. it's 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 up there. It's definitely close. It's definitely high. It's high to quite mm-hmm. high. Uh, a team that a team I had high expectations for uh, the Boston Celtics. I thought were going to be awesome, and uh, there it ain't for their defense so far. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. They're bottom 10 in defensive rating. They are last in the league in defensive rebound percentage. Last. Now, this was a problem for the Hawks in the past. So maybe this is an Al Horford thing. But you don't expect President Brad Stevens to have a defense with this many holes in it. Right. It, this is not a team built to outscore somebody if they're getting 100. This is a team that was built to keep teams at 91 when they scored 93. Right. They're going to have a lot of problems if they can't fix this, this defense here. They're going to have a lot of infighting when they, if they can't fix this defense. Isaiah Thomas has already talked about, I'm the new KG. Well, KG uh, spoke his mind and got in people's faces. It, it, it became a problem. It, and I'm a, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. We're seven games in, but I'm this much worried. This defense you know, does not look good. But you know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about? Jalen Brown in his first start, 19 points, and hit three threes. True. So, a Jalen Brown, there it is. There it is! Yeah, all right. That was not on the script, but I went a little off the cuff okay. there. That's okay. Because right. I'm excited about Jalen Brown because I had him my preseason rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of other wing guys right. in the NBA... But wow. that was a really Wayne. broad. That was a really broad transition. Speaking of other players who are there, speaking, speaking <laughs> of guys that have dribbled a basketball this season in the NBA, love it. Dwayne Wade is Dwayne one Wade. of the young players. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, speaking of players in their first year with the team, uh, Dwayne Wade, first year with the Bulls. 
Speaking of guys that have two pinkies on mm-hmm. right and left hands, true. Dwayne Wade. That's um, true. Dwayne Wade. Not Jason Pierre. Wow. No, no not him. He is out. <laughs> sorry. Wow. That was, that was dig it, Jason Pierre Paul, for no reason. Uh, Dwayne uh, Wade. Let's talk about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Three point shooting percentage has been off the charts at 43 and a half. <laughs> Point what? Percentage points per game. What is happening with Dwayne Wade shooting the three? Uh, I, I mean, he wasn't there like, a time like before the playoffs that Dwayne Wade hadn't shot a three pointer since like December? There was like five months he didn't even shoot one, right? He didn't make one from December that was until the playoffs, the playoffs last season. So I wrote that in his 38 months without a three pointer made last season. Uh, <laughs> went crazy without making a three, and yet is off to a fire start from three this season. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, I definitely underestimated this Bulls team. Um, I think a lot of times we get so inundated and excited with young teams and kind of new faces and new places. New um, and we kind of forget when veteran guys make moves to some of these new places. And Dwayne Wade's a winner. Like, mm-hmm. he has just always been a winner. And I, I think I took that for granted and have it in my, in like my preseason, I had them not making the playoffs in Chicago Bulls. That's probably the one I'd look back at and say, what was I thinking? I um, <laughs> yeah, you did. I did not. Um, and they have just been off to a very good start. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Wade, 43.5 point percent from three. Dwayne Wade, there it is. There it is, Dwayne Wade. One other guy that we, we have to bring up. Always. We've got to bring up boogie hard there it ain't for boogie hard there it ain't dan, why did we get a hard there it ain't though tell me about it please dan in a game when you don't have any fouls going into the fourth quarter you yeah. probably expect to make it to the end of the game or at least a, yeah yeah absolutely boogie cousins in a game against the heat walked into the fourth quarter with zero fouls which is amazing amazing for boogie cousins to not get any fouls in three quarters he fouled out before the end of the game fouls in one quarter in an overtime loss to the miami heat in a, uh, in an I cannot loss. believe it. How do you get six fouls in one quarter? It was insane. Now, I will say some of them were a little suspect. Yes. But you this still, you cannot get six fouls right. if you are the leader of a franchise in a fourth quarter, even if it's the first week of the season. Boogie Cousins, six fouls in a quarter, there it ain't. There it ain't. Hard there it ain't. It's disappointing, but... It, sometimes it, it happens. Boogie, we like you. We love you. We love you. Keep it going, man. Speaking of players that we love, this is time for our favorite, our favorite weekly segment. We're keeping it going for season two. Dan, what do we got? Chuck, it is now time for our favorite segment, Keeping Up with Chris Stapps. It's back, season two, Poor Keeping Sengas. Up with Chris Stapps. I'm so excited for this. Chris Stapps, off to a really good start. Yep. Looks much more comfortable on the floor. Looks like a guy who's put in a lot of work. Looks like a guy who is very comfortable shooting the three. Off to a really hot start. 18.8 mm-hmm. points per game, six and a half rebounds a game, shooting 43.3 point percentages. Sorry, 43.3% from three. All of this highlighted and a really big win for that Knicks team 
in Chicago, Derrick Rose, Joachim Noah going back to the city where they just left. He put up 27-5 and five in a big win for that team. Now, the Knicks, off to a 2-4 and four start. I hope they can get this thing turned around, but Chris Dapps seems to be fitting in well with these new guys in this new system with the new head coach, and that was keeping up with Chris Dapps. Back to you, Chuck. I have a question. What is going on with the Kurt Rambis thing? There's a phone call going on in the background. We forgot to turn off the phone. Like I, That's wow. life. Wow, man. Life. You know what, guys? Hopefully. You guys should have answered. It could have been Chris Stapps. Hey, it could have been Chris cool You guys have your own segment for me. It could have been him calling in to be like, yeah, Kurt Rambis is taking over our defense. What's happening? That's really yeah. weird, right? Right? Like, no, I'm not crazy, am I? It, I think a lot of it has to do with Phil did not necessarily get his guy as the head coach. Right. And this is kind of Phil's power move to say, well, you didn't let me hire my guy to coach this team, so I'm going to put my guy in a role to, to coach the defense because look at it. We're only two, to, we're two and four to start the year. I told you so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that this is already becoming an issue in New York. Again, very early in the year, lots of new guys, all assimilating to playing with each other for the first time. But I don't like that there's already, you know, we're, we're six games into the season and they're already doing switching and moving and, of parts and pieces with that franchise. So right. That's I scary. hope it turns out okay. I don't know that it will. That might be another one I look back at the end of the season and say, how did I have the Knicks in the playoffs? But it was because of Chris Dapps. That's why I had him in there. We'll see what happens. Uh, We have reached the end of our regular show. We have gotten to our games. We're always going to do some games at the end of the show. Uh, We're going to mix it up here for season two. We're not always going to do trivia. We're going to we're going to put some other things in. A game that we really liked playing last year was the nickname game. Nickname. The nickname game. Here's what happens: is Gyro has a nickname of an NBA player. Um, I don't know if it's past or present. We'll find out here soon. Um, you can tell us if it's present or, or past. It is present this week. Present player. That's good. Um, he's going to give us some the nickname, and then on a count of three, Dan and I are both going to say who we think this is. Uh, we'll decipher it, see what happens. If we don't get it, he's going to give us another hint. We're going to do the whole one, two, three thing again until one of us gets it. We'll figure it out. Gyro, what do we got? Okay, this nickname is Big Classic. The big classic. I feel like this is something I should definitely know. Big classic. Big classic. Oh, okay. Man. I've got an idea. Um, I need a second. The big classic. Who? Oh man, I don't like this game at all. All right, I have mine. All right, uh, Gyro, if you could give us a countdown. Three, two, one. Al Horford. No. Ooh, neither of us got neither it. Neither of you. Okay, so now what I think we, we need to agree on. Dan, you do you have a do you have a hint ready for us? I do, yes. Okay. Okay, good, good. Go ahead. This is a center who was Imagine all that. rookie in O four oh five. All rookie in O four oh five. Okay. That I got it. Yeah, I think I do too. Hold on, yeah, I think I have it. All right, go ahead. Three, two, one. Dwight Al Howard? Jefferson. Dan. Oh, man. Dan. Yes. Oh. There it is. I didn't realize Thank you. Jefferson was an 04. Wow. Yes. 
Al yeah. Jefferson. When you said really Al Horford, I thought you. You thought I had it oh. right there? Nah. <laughs> Dang it. The big that feels classic. good. I'm, I'm what? Al Jefferson. That's, that's it. You win the again, first one. Remind me, how many points are we doing per? Are we just doing one point per? Oh, this you. Good, I got a point. You win, you get a point. Yeah. The Everything's made up and the points don't matter. So oh, good oh, luck with that. Good. Uh, unless Gyro has something to do with those points, uh, we'll donate them to charity or uh, the local Goodwill uh, when we're done with them. But at this point, they don't, they don't have any value. Uh, let's look at our favorite game that we love to play every single week. We make bold predictions, and if they hit, we are geniuses. It's got, if it hits, I'm a genius. We each come up with something that will happen in the next week or so, and it can be bold. It, it should be brash, and we'll try and figure out what that is. I'll take the first one. The Pelicans haven't won a game yet, and that's disappointing. They're playing the Lakers. They're playing the Lakers on Saturday. I'm thinking they get a win, and Anthony Davis goes 30, 12, three steal, four blocks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I got to say you got to up the points for Anthony Davis. They haven't won a game yet. They haven't won a game. I'm saying the points. I'm saying everything else is good. You just got to up the points. But he's going to get that every game this year. 35? Is 35 all right? I'll accept 35. All right, 35. 30, but okay. 35. I mean, they still haven't won a game this season. Whatever. I'm, okay, I'm, fine. I'm pushing the points up. All right. Okay. All right. And that's going to be a tough one against the Lakers team. They, I, I really like what Luke Walton is doing with this young bunch of guys. <laughs> I know, me too. We'll, let's, let's make sure we touch on this next week. But Oh, yeah. We'll, really we'll definitely like put them Lakers in on team. ID, please. That, yes. that definitely is going to happen. Definitely. Um, if it hits, I'm a genius. Clay Thompson has been off to a very rough start this shooting for three. He's at 20% right now shooting for three to start the year. Mm-hmm. I think he comes off of the schneid. He goes for a 40-point night against the Phoenix Suns and hits nine threes. He had a 43-point game against the Suns last year. That's um, why I had this in here as my uh, That makes sense. Um, I am going to ask that you tell us the – how many three-pointers he's going to get, that or so, more. So nine so, threes. I said, said nine threes. Nine threes? Nine, I missed that yeah. part. That was my bad. Yeah. Okay, well, you got it. Nine threes, I'll take that. All right, that, yes, yes for me, Dover. You got a guess? Uh, a guess? Uh, do you have a yes? A ye- oh, yes, a yes. yes. Okay, yes. all right, so Dover like, says yes. Uh, and now uh, a guess from Dover. The oh, only yes. person who has ever been he's a genius the, before. The only genius uh, in the whole It was show. A, draft, a draft genius uh, pick that he had. Um, for those who don't recall, it was from our, our predictions on the draft, and he said there would be, I think it was, what, 12 foreign-born players taken in the first 10. round? Or over 10, and there yeah, were like 15 taken. It was like the first time that it ever happened, and he, he nailed that one. Um, so now, Dover, what do we got? Who, who, where are we headed? Uh, we're going to go to the 76ers, another team that hasn't won a game yet. And I think, you know, okay, I'm going to be honest. I looked over the games the 76ers had because I wanted to do this and I couldn't find a game where I was like, all right, they could, they could pull it out. And I'm really curious as to the one you picked. Oh, I don't think they're going to win a game. Oh, that's I'm talking horrible. about okay. one specific player and that's Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. I yes, think keep it flowing. The, uh, their game against Washington next week, I think he's going to go for a 25, 10 and 10 triple double. Triple double. Now, triple double from the process. Here's the thing: I am not going to make Dover specify that third, that third category. Me either. Leave it open. Let it be block steals. Whatever he can get. 
because it probably won't be assists. But because yeah, he does not yeah, pass, right. he does not pass to anybody. If he can make it personal fouls, I'll count that too. But normally you can only get six. So no, we'll no, ten, ten's fine. Ten fouls. This isn't summer league. This is yeah. They awesome. may have summer league rules for Joel because they just want to keep on the floor. Yeah, just keep them going. Uh, I love it that it's it's so much fun to hear what Jairo has to throw out there randomly. This has been our first episode of season two. We're so glad that you have joined us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Play, the the uh, SoundCloud. Um, Stitcher, all of those stuff. We're so glad that you have decided to listen to us. Please, 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 please go through, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz that helps us get more visible to the public. We want to thank our guys over at thegamehouse.com. That's H-A-U-S.com. Make sure you check out all of our other shows there as well as their other NBA content and any other sports you might be interested in. They have writers talking about it. And you can go there and uh, we can talk about how I'm whooping all their butts in fantasy basketball. But, you know, maybe that's for another time. Make sure you check us out on social media as well. Hack underscore uh, underscore chat at Twitter. You want to send us an email, get your questions in. Hackachatcast at gmail.com and our brand spanking new Facebook page. Just search Hackachat, put those hyphens in there, and you'll be able to find it. You can find me on Twitter at Cleep3, Gyro's on Twitter at JTD Perk. And last and certainly not least, we want to give a big shout out to Kid Runner. They're a Columbus band. We're from Columbus. We, we love supporting the Columbus, all those local dreamers out there. Love seeing Kid Runner doing well, and we are so thankful to use their music. Uh, the songs that you've heard so far, different kind of love, keep talking. Those are great. We're at the end of the show. You're going to hear Give Me Something to Love. They're all off of their new EP, Body Language. You can find it on Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, all that jazz. Please go check them out. They're a wonderful band. They're wonderful people for letting us use their music. Uh, we're so, again, so thankful that you joined us for our first oh, first uh, episode here of the season. Don't and, finish um, yet. Yeah, what are we... Is it, did I miss finish. a plug? Is there another no, Twitter? No, I spent Game the House, entire off-season. I came up with a new segment. Yeah. It's called Mining for Harold Miner. It's oh, where we God. dive deep into the Harold Miner story. As we, if a I, I do not have my Spelunker gear. So my Spelunker gear is, is not it's here. Like, I don't have it. I, no, we can't go diving. There into caves and stalagmites and stalactites. The stalagmites for, go up, the stalactites go down. So, yes, no. can we mine can we mine for Harold Miner oh, right gosh. now? Like we're we're look, we're trying to keep these episodes long, it's tight. Long, can we let's, We've had, let's start making this we can get we can have Kid Runner write a song mining uh -huh. for Harold Miner About and then we can have a cool thing for it. Do we think I think we can do it? Like, call them up. Okay, let's first off, we're barely allowed to use their songs. I don't think they're going to make any songs for just, us. Just call them up and say, "Hey, I don't have their cool number. I I literally begged them on Facebook. Um just write them a note. We maybe, write them All right, I'll think about it. I'll think, think about, about it. it. I'll take we'll, I'll think about it. We'll we'll see what we can do for next week. Um but you know, I I not high hopes. Listen to Kid Runner. They're great. We'll see you next time, but until then, travel safe, be good to one another, fall out. <laughs> <laughs>